0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on Down Darker Trails. Gregory, you're standing in a field holding a rifle. Your blue wool uniform is covering your arms and barely hiding the blood from the battle that you had witnessed earlier. You see a man crawling towards you. He's crying out in agony. He's looking at you pleadingly as if you can do something. You look down again and see that both his legs are missing, and he's just crawling forward forward towards you. What do you do?
2: Yeah, Gregory, he, 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 he looked at it and... You know he, he 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 doesn't move though his hands they like they do shake a little bit as he grips the rifle. It's like he he just locks eyes with the man and he can't he just can't look away. Like he knows he, he feels like he should do something, but what can he do? He, he, he it just he, he feels helpless. It feels like he just just has to stare at this guy and just like. Like, it, it, like it's like it's something, it's it, it's like a thing he just cannot look away from. It's something that's just, it's, it's just what he has to look at now.
1: The man just is looking at you with pleading eyes, just begging you to do something. And you can't bring yourself to do anything. You are just frozen in peril. You feel the warmth of your gun as if it was just fired off recently, but you don't remember firing. You look around and you see bodies all around you. You see the tents where you had previously been just doing... Uh, inventory of your unit supplies. The man just pleading with you, pleading with you. He gives a cry in pain, and then there's nothing. Then you feel a hand on your shoulder. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, are you okay? Mr. Smith. What? You blink, and it's now dark. You're holding your weapon, and you're seeing just this clump of grass. There's a sort of like moldy, like profuse pile of it looks like earth and it's just steaming this blue smoke and you realize that father nos is looking at you and he's trying to basically shake you awake
2: What? what is it dead where'd it go did i kill it are you all right my boy Bjorn, are bjorn where'd it go where did you see it? Where, where did
1: it where is it bjorn you're tenderly rubbing your ankles from where the thing had previously just gripped you and you're seeing the good uh, Jesuit trying to bring Gregory back around and he just seems completely out of it. You actually, Bjorn, don't really know what's going on either. It just one minute you're just uh, inspecting the cattle and the next you're in a life and death battle with this thing from beyond. And now your body just feels drained of any energy that you thought you might have from the, veritable feast you had hours before. Do I see the figure that brought this commotion laying on the ground? On the ground, you notice now where the figure was is this smoking pile of, it appears to be some sort of like muddy clay or
0: earth with these, this blue smoke emanating from it. With shaky hands, I'm going to like put my pistol into my holster and just walk past Gregory not even hearing him say my name, or the Jesuit priest, and walk back towards where the there's a fire where we're sitting at. Then I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna slowly sit down, like even if people are running around wondering what happened or whatever. And I'm gonna take out like this cloth out of my bag that I had by there where I like oil my weapon and I lay you know lay it out to clean my weapon. And I just my hands are shakingly trying to take apart my pistol to clean it as I'm trying to focus on it, not really being able to process what happened. But I'm not having that much luck because my hands are like. Shaking quite a bit while I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, you eject the shells and you realize that your pistol is now completely empty. You start rubbing uh, the oil cloth over it and you're feeling at your pockets for replacement bullets. And you just can't seem to after you get it cleaned off initially. You can't just get the bullet into the chamber again. You keep dropping on the ground. You look up and you see um, your son now sporting two pistols, um, leading
0: Sister Miller towards the fire. And I'm going to look at him. I'm going to be like, come here, Johan, help your father. I just slowly like hand him the weapon as my hands are shaking to put the bullets in for me.
1: Sister Miller, Johan looks towards you and then back towards his father and then slowly approaches. What are you doing?
3: Margaret is you know, following Johan until she hears Bjorn's voice, at which point she stops in her tracks and she turns and, you know, starts walking hurriedly towards him. Mr. Hagman, are you all right? We we heard Schultz have the natives come back.
0: I slowly look up at her and I don't know if she could tell or not. Keeper of the Arcane lore, but my eyes are like almost like beady, you know, like beating around or, or like frantic looking. That is I just look back at m- my son putting the rounds in the gun, like almost like I can't comprehend what she said.
1: Johan takes the uh, weapon from you and loads five in, rounds into the six chambers and uh, releases the hammer back onto an empty chamber. And he, you're just sitting there and unable to move. So he kind of just kind of slides it back into your holster for you and sits down next to you. At which point uh, Father Nos um, is now leading Gregory to sit down on a log next to you by the fire. Um, The two of you notice that at this point, Father Noss is holding Gregory's hunting rifle. And Gregory, it just seems like he's just come back from another world as well. Sister Miller, you're just probably noticing just the otherworldly glare in both of the eyes of the men that you've been spending all these times with.
3: Margaret looks between Gregory and Bjorn. And it, since she spoke to Bjorn and he doesn't seem to be kind of there to listen to her, she's going to look at Gregory and then at the father and say, Father Nas, do you know what happened? Are they hurt? Should I be getting help? I've got a medical kit. I've got something I can use to help. Is everything all right?
1: I, I'm not sure myself, sister. I, I was off taking care of my necessities and I came back to find Mr. Smith- holding this rifle just staring intently at the ground i i'm afraid i miss what must have been happening but there's been such a commotion in camp i i don't know myself are 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 you all right and he asks he gestures to bjorn
0: for a second i'm looking at gregory just like not even acting like i hear the father speak to me i'm almost like trying to like 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 he's trying to get eye contact with gregory almost
2: I think yeah, Gregory will just sort of like you know, his 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 eyes are like looking towards the tree line, like darting around. And then he like glances like to, oh, he glances towards like the fire and uh Bjorn.
0: You're right, Gregory. Are you with me?
2: I just did. I kill it. I I need to know that it's dead. I need to know that it, it won't be back. It is okay. But what if there are more? What if there are more? We we, know, a- we need to let the camp camp know. We need we need to have guards around. People on guard.
0: Now I'm looking at him for sternly for a second, like clenching my jaw, not angry. You know what I mean? Just like I'm processing. And then I look at the priest for a second, and I'd be like, "Father, can you go get Mister Freeman for me?"
1: I will attempt to try. Uh, I will attempt to find him. And Father Nos, um nods at uh, Sister Miller, and um, he pulls a stick from the fire to act as a torch, and he walks off into the darkness, looking for him before He's he
2: goes. The... Rebecca will try to like grab his rifle back.
1: You grab at the rifle and you kind of um, arrest the progress of Father Nos, who stops and looks at you.
2: I need and, it
1: in case there's more. And then Father Knoss looks back at Bjorn. Give it to the man. There's a long pause as the Jesuit slowly considers his options and then nods and releases his hand from the weapon. Gregory, you notice that at this point the Muzzle, the weapon that you were grabbing onto, is a bit heavy, and the weight of the weapon causes the front of it to go into the dirt, pull it back up, and clear away any of the dust. And you think you see uh, Father Nos, like, swallow very hard with his Adam's apple before leaving. Okay.
2: Well, Yoha just come up. He's going to... Gregory, like, sort of, the, like, to, like, take a step... Step back towards where he, the monster was.
0: Sit down, Gary. Sister Miller.
3: Look, look, look we have...
0: It's dead. <sighs> I checked it. There's no sign of it. It's almost as if we witnessed it on our own.
3: Mr. Hagman, what is going on? Uh, Sister Miller is going to kind of squat in front of him and very gently put a hand on his knee. Are you all right? I'm I'm. I'm very concerned right now. There were lots of gunshots. Then I see Mr. Smith running. We tried to get here as fast as we could. What is it? Is it the natives? Are they back?
1: Bjorn, uh, you notice as soon as uh, Sister Margaret uh, puts her hand on your leg, the intense pain caused where the appendage wrapped around your leg just moments earlier
0: i wince and i just kind of like grab her hand and lift it up a little bit you know like i to get her hand off my my leg but then i kind of like for a second squeeze it and i look at her sternly do you believe in this god that you say you serve miss miller
3: of course mr hagman He is the beginning and the end of all that is you can trust me what has happened here are you are you injured
0: do you believe that there's another side of the creation then
3: You mean the adversary, the Prince of Darkness?
0: If that's what you call it, yes.
3: Of course, yes. What of it?
0: You remember what I told you about how one day I would say what happened in my homeland? What I saw? Uh,
3: Yes, of course. She kind of looks at Gregory as if, you know, to say that it's not exactly an appropriate time because they're not alone. But she looks back at Mr. Hagman, and nods. Is it Gregory,
2: time? he's not even really paying attention to you. He's, just, he's got his eyes just fixed on, like, the tree line and looking around.
3: There's
0: evil in this world, and it's everywhere, and it has found us. Just like it found me there, where I came from.
3: What do you mean?
0: I can't explain it. Look at, the, look at Gregory right now. Gregory, can you explain what you saw?
3: I... Uh,
2: it...
0: It was from the bowels of hell, almost.
2: It was... A creature, but it was not. It wasn't. F- it wasn't flesh. It. W- it was smoke. It, w- it, w- it.
0: Sister Miller, come with us. We will show you before this gets out of hand. Hopefully, there are still traces of it. And I like grab her hand and like pull it for me. I go to Stay here. If Mister Miller, if Mister Freeman comes, tell me we'll be back.
3: Margaret stands up and. She lets him grab her by the hand, and she's not quite sure what she's going to see. She thinks that maybe they encountered an animal that they hadn't encountered before, maybe something large like a bear. And that's why they're so shaken up. So she just nods and lets him lead the way.
1: Johan kind of rises with you and nods as you depart
0: Bjorn. I'm limping my way over there. I don't know how far it is from where we're at. I don't even know if there's any signs. I'm hoping there's still signs there. Gregory, are you going with?
1: No, I,
2: I think he, he'll he just sort of like stay by the fire and just, you know, like you know, maybe like he'll like sort of ha- stand by the fire, and just constantly just keep like, this is back to the fire, just keep watching this, keep watching the uh, dark tree lines.
0: I stop for a second when I see that Gregory's not coming. I look at Johan. I'm like, go get Mr. Smith's family and bring him to the fire too.
1: Yes, father. He says in Norwegian and he takes a look at uh, Gregory and then goes back towards the area where the Smith family wagon was settled. It's not that far away.
0: Miss Miller, when I saw what I saw in my homeland, it was very hard to convince people to believe what I came across. So I stopped and I almost tried to convince myself that I didn't see anything. This is going to happen again to us here. You may be like that too. That's why I'm hoping there's still some signs of what we... I stopped for a second as I'm looking ahead, came across.
3: Mr. Hagman, you don't have to worry. I I believe you. I I would never doubt you. I just... Was it something large, like a a bear, maybe?
0: You say you believe me, and yet you're already fighting back against what I just told you. I know the difference between animal and other, and this was other. Look how it shook Gregory. It was no beast, as I keep making my way forward looking for signs.
1: Did you either of you happen to grab a torch or a lantern of any sort?
0: I would hope so. Yeah. I would I I guess I would assume so if I'm having a hard time sitting in the dark, I would grab something from the, the pit. Because originally I was my plan was to light the carcass on fire, but there's no carcass. So yes, I'll grab a torch or whatever. So to go there. Yeah. You pull another uh small log out of the fire
1: that still has quite a bit of unburnt uh portion to it and use it sort of as a makeshift torch. And Bjorn uh you and margaret are walking around trying to find something find any sort of sign of the encounter that bjorn and gregory had just minutes ago when you notice that there is a large biomass shape on the ground somewhere in the distance
0: i slowly walk with my pistol drawn in my hand uh sister miller the lantern to kind of hold as i make my way forward with both hands gripping the the torch Yeah, the torch, excuse me, sorry. Uh, Her to hold the torch while I have both hands holding the pistol grip.
3: Is that it, Mr. Hagman? She's holding the torch and um, she's trying to walk ahead of him to light the way. But then when he holds his gun with both hands, she slows down a little bit and walks at his side. Is it still alive?
1: You notice in the torchlight how much um, Bjorn's hands are still shaking from his earlier burst of adrenaline or fear or whatever happened.
0: I believe it is. Yes, and this is where I came from, right? I assume. Can I tell? This is where I came from. It's pretty close. Okay, I think so. And I slowly. How far away from it are we about right now? You probably approach to within ten meters, but it's really tough to tell in the dark. Hmm. I'm going to slowly move my way forward. You know, kind of actually take the lamp from her because I don't want her to be, you know what I mean, in danger's way. Like I take the, I take the torch from her and I hold it in one hand and my pistol in the other because I don't want her to be in harm's way.
1: Can I get spot hits from the
0: two of you? I made mine 49 out of 50.
3: I made mine 22 out of 30.
0: So, illuminated by
1: the makeshift torch now held by Bjorn, the two of you approach on this big mass of something that's just laying there in the dark, near the area where the encounter just took place, and your hearts skip a beat for a second, and then they settle down as you realize it's the body of one of the cows from the herd. Then you look further off in the distance and you see many, many, many more such bodies littering the pl- prairie side.
0: Oh, God damn it. I stop for a second. I just like, inhale my breath. I just go back to the camp. This is going to be hard. I, oh, and I'm just like, and I kind of get weak. I realize, I start realizing the pain on my leg. Like the adrenaline started to like, crush down a little bit on me. I'm going like, to cope me back to the camp as I'm like limping a little bit.
3: Sister Miller is very confused right now. She sees the first cow and part of her is confused as to how Gregory and Mr. Hagman couldn't know that their enemy was just a mere cow. But then as she looks more, she sees several more cows dead. And right before he asked for her help, she's kind of leaning down to see the if she can spot the cause of death of the cows, if it was disease or if it was an attack by another animal, but as he says that, she stands up and goes to his side to aid him. It's all right, Mister Hagman. Put your arm over me. I'll I'll take some of the brunt of your weight. We'll make it back. I'll I'll check your I'll check your injuries.
1: Margaret, can you make me a natural world ro- roll, please?
3: I failed it. Forty-two out of twenty.
1: That's actually probably for the best at this point. The two of you. After seeing such devastation to your party's assets, make your way slowly back to the bonfire, Gregory. You've been sitting staring at the flames of this fire. What's going through your mind right now,
2: for Gregory? So, for Gregory's mind, what's going through his mind is that he has he see now he knows that there's some kind of things out there, and now he's he's, he's on his guard now. He's like, okay, so there was one, might probably more. Maybe they'll eat the cattle. Maybe they'll go for the people. You know, he knows he has to keep watch because otherwise they, otherwise like they will be, he knows that like he can almost feel eyes just piercing into him from, the, from beyond, just beyond his vision. Like he knows there's something looking at him, but he, 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 but he can't see it himself. So he has to stand guard just in case.
1: So we discussed earlier how you lost 16 points of sanity in one go and then made your ideal role. So that, uh, qualifies you for a few things one of course being an indefinite ins- insanity yes uh, what sort of interesting uh insanity do you think would be fun for gregory
2: i definitely think like he he oh yeah th- yeah i think we talked about it a bit so i think yeah he he was he always feels like now he's going to just be watched like if, if he even if he's like in a like, like in a totally enclosed room he's going to feel like there's something in here i can't see isn't it? just behind my shoulder he, he, he like he always feels like he has to be on guard Against something he can't
1: see. You think this is especially uh, the case when you're alone, like you are right now. Yeah.
2: So yeah, especially now that even when he's alone, he 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 is like his ears are like tuned to like the slightest you know cricket chirp, like the slightest rustle of leaves. He's just like he he if he if at first he at one point he is like it was just twisting every which way to see every every time he hears the slightest sort of
1: sound. So I I like this one a lot. Um, make sure that you annotate your indefinite ins- insanity on your character sheet, and bonus, you get five points of the Cthulhu Mythos skill.
2: Yay! Now I know. Now you know the name to the thing that's going to horrifyingly eat me and maybe not kill me.
1: Maybe while we're on a sort of mechanical uh, like interlude, um, we also mentioned uh, Bjorn. How you lost a D three or three points of power make sure that you adjust your power score and thus your magic points accordingly those are now permanently lowered
0: yep my power is now went from 60 to 57 and my magic points went from 12 to 9 if i lost three right
1: they they'd go down um so your your magic points would be one fifth of your total pow
0: Okay, gotcha. I'll have to figure that out. So, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Thank you.
1: So, Gregory, as you're sitting just very alert of um, the darkness, you hear a twig snap, and you realize that some people are approaching...
2: He'll turn. He'll immediately like whirl around, and like his gun won't be pointed directly at the sound, but definitely will be like at the ready until like, he, like you know, it feels like you know, it's foot, you know, it's people footprints, and not you know, like some sort of horrifying man legged beast thing. Is like he'll like slowly lower the gun down and start start looking back towards the uh, scanning the horizon.
1: The first figure you recognize is your wife Samantha, and uh, next to her you see uh, Johan Hagman, who is. Next to her, wielding two pistols in his hand. Behind him, you see your son Mark and your daughter Abigail.
2: So as soon as he like recognizes his family, he like, he'll stand up. Like, quick, quick, gather around the fire. Keep keep your back to the fire. That we need him to make sure we have eyes uh, looking out. And he'll like he like take his he like, he like look at the pistol like the second pistol that Johann has. Recognizes it as his own. Like he'll hand it hand it over to Mark. Here, here. We need to, we need a to, to protect the family. We need to make sure we're on guard.
1: Johan uh, nods in agreement. Um, opens the cylinder, checks the bullets, and then hands it to your son. Uh, but first, Mark, this is probably like the first time he's like he's probably shot with you in the last few weeks. But this is probably the first time he was ever given a gun where there might actually be danger around he's kind of like like looking in disbelief Um, his eyes dart from the gun in his hands over to johan over to you back over to his mother and back down to his gun in quick succession and he he's nodding and just kind of holding it keeping the the barrel just kind of pointing at the dirt um notice a, a little bit of a shake going through him and he's just like nodding trying to like Get himself ready for something coming that he doesn't know what's happening. At which point, um, you see Bjorn and Margaret arriving again, uh, followed closely by two other figures. Scenes on you guys.
2: Uh, who who else did you what did you see it? Did you find it? Listen,
0: it's not there, Gregory. There's a bunch of carnage that happened. Listen, before Mr. Freeman gets here, i look at Margaret Miller, then I'll look at him real quick. We can't prove what we saw, Gregory. We got to swallow our pride, and we got to tell them what they need to hear. Do you understand what I mean, Gregory?
2: Fine, fine, fine whatever. Just, just, just as long as everyone's on guard.
0: Yes, we will be... he'll,
2: he'll, 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 he'll think about it for a second. And then, then Gregory will turn to his wife, and he'll say, "Hey, uh, look, listen. We uh, there was an animal attacked us. I, I'm not, I don't. I don't. I don't know what it was exactly. I just know we. It was." eating it ate something and then i saw it it tried to attack the horn over there and we 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 managed to chase it off i I think
1: that was no fucking owl says a voice from the distance you realize the figures that are approaching are that of russ freeman followed closely by father nos and um sam baker as well they each picked up some sort of implement um whether it's like a a torch or a pistol or, in the case of Sam Baker, a stagecoach gun. And they're all just kind of like looking around in disbelief at the gathering around the fire.
0: How far are we from Missouri, Colossin?
1: Can't be too far. Maybe a few days, says I, Freeman.
0: I think we need to get there without due haste, Mr. Freeman. I don't think we're safe.
1: I agree with Bjorn. So,
2: we were attacked. We... So it was some kind of animal. I didn't really get a good look at it. It, it was too dark. Too dark. And we managed to, to, to chase it off. And, but I, I, I don't know if it was the only one. It might be more. I, I think it ate something. I didn't really get a good look.
0: There's a lot of cattle out there that have met their end, Mr. Freeman. I think we need to move as quick as we can to Missouri Crossing.
1: I agree. But I don't think it's going to make much sense to just leave in the dark right now. We'd, we'd leave too many behind. And at that, Father Noss um, nods his head. Besides, there's still plenty unaccounted for. And then, Gregory, you, you notice uh, a spark ignite in your wife's eye. What, what is it? Mary. Where's Mary?
2: Yeah, he'll, like, he go to the first direction, we would
1: like, like look, look around.
2: He'll, like, count, like count as, do a head count, like, she's not there.
1: What was she last? I don't know. We are we are all sleeping, and then Johan uh, speaks up. I I don't know. I didn't see her. She was she wasn't with the rest of them. And he kind of looks um, between uh, uh, Gregory, and then his eyes settle on uh, Sister Miller. Uh, Mom, what what do we do?
3: Um, well, let me think. I think last time I saw her, and she pauses to. Jog her memory a bit uh, You were reading a story We were laying down And then that's when it all happened That There was a noise And I, I got up And I, it, it was just chaos I'm sure she's just back asleep somewhere Or maybe she's with another adult Perhaps
2: Yeah, at this point Gregory He'll, he'll just start immediately Start going back towards the camp You know, just you know, Calling out, for, his, for, calling out for, for Mary's
1: name So Gregory goes off into the darkness To look for his daughter um, What are the rest of you doing?
0: I look at Mr. Freeman and I'm like, I think we need to get the accountability of everyone.
1: Agreed. Perhaps here's the best place for us to rally. Okay. Um, okay. Let's let's get the, some more logs in the fire so we can signal to everyone else around that, hey, we're still okay here.
0: Sister, can you get the lo- the fighter going? I'm going to get a, grab a horse and start going along the camp.
3: No, you're not. You are going to sit down and you're going to let me have a look at your leg. You can't be on a horse right now, Mr. Hagman. There are plenty of other men that can patrol. You need to sit down and let me have a look at you.
0: I, for a second, look at her, like, like, <laughs> stop for a second in shock. I look at Mr. Freeman to see, like, his response to her. And then I look at Johan. I'm like, Johan, help Mr. Freeman. And I go sit down. And I start pulling up my jean wig so she can see my leg.
3: What does the damage look like?
0: It's very
1: interesting. Would you like to make a first raid roll?
3: Yeah, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like you're you're seeing like this, it almost looks like a bruising in sort of like a lacerated pattern, almost like you probably seen people get like, like lacerations from rope or cable before it, it reminds you about that. But as you're like prodding it, you're not like seeing a whole lot you can do at this point. So it's like, you kind of probably have like a little bit of a helpless feeling.
3: Mr. Hagman, I've never seen anything like this. And I've I've seen men torn by 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 bullets, by bayonets, by knives. I've seen, you know, all sorts of illnesses and topical diseases, animal bites. But I've never quite seen anything like this. What exactly happened out there?
0: I look at her and I'm like, that's funny because I've never quite seen anything like what caused this before. I'm staring at her. I don't know what it was. I don't. And I'm just like, like, I'm kind of like, he's not frustrated, but he's just like looking at her because he doesn't know how to answer his question, you know, it's unfathomable. Is that the word? My imagination can't, can't, I can't think on it.
3: It's at this point now that she's seeing the leg that she starts feeling that that crippling fear, that icy touch of fear crawling up her spine onto the back of her neck until her hairs are standing up. Uh, she's staring at Mr. Hagman. She's looking at the leg and she's trying her best to not show that she's afraid. So she gives him a small smile and and says, I'll be right back. I'm going to go into the caravan and see if I can get some alcohol, whatever it is. I'm, I'm sure we don't want it infected, okay? So just sit still. I don't want to see you on a horse, all right?
0: I just, for a second, I nod and I go, Before she leaves, I say, Sister Miller, we are not safe. We need to make it to that town safe. Not too many people know or probably going to know what exactly happened, but you do. So that means you have to help make sure that everyone is safe, okay?
3: I promise you, I'll make sure everyone is safe. If you promise me that you will just sit here still and not try any more hero stuff, just stay still and let me take care of you.
0: I just kind of like like scuff, you know, a little bit. I just kind of like look at the fire as I have my leg propped up on the log.
1: Yeah, you're... You're kind of, like, trying to rest it as best as you can, but you're probably on, like, this high alert. Yeah. You notice that, um like, uh Sam Baker is sort of piling whatever wood you can find on the fire to build up the flame. Margaret, as you walk away back to the camp stores, you're, you're feeling this kind of anxiety after examining the wound on Bjorn's leg. Can you actually make me a Cthulhu Mythos roll at this point? Sorry, let me rephrase that. Can you make me a sanity roll at this point?
3: I got a... 23 out of 60.
1: So there's no sanity loss for you, thankfully, but you're still a little bit shaken because like you truly haven't seen a wound like that before. And it's just tell me tell me what what is Margaret feeling about all this?
3: Margaret's instinct is to trust Mr. Hagman, but then she sees the cows, so she thinks that maybe there's a chance he was confused. I mean, he did do a lot of traveling, so he was probably fatigued. But then Gregory corroborates the story. So she goes back and forth between between thinking, sure, of course, Mr. Hagman wouldn't lie, but there's no proof of it. And, you know, but now Gregory's acting so strange. She's seeing the leg. And part of her now is just that the deep belief that she has in theology and in the supernatural. She's thinking like, what if, you know, for whatever reason, Satan is making himself known, you know, and they're, for whatever reason, they're the only two that can see it. And now she's kind of having flashbacks to the day she had to leave the church where Mother Superior made it seem like she was a subpar nun. And, you know, she was lazy. She was skirting her duty. She was lying. And she, you know, the the mind just Fast forwards a bit to that one instance where she kind of looked at Bjorn through different eyes, you know, through the eyes of a woman rather than the eyes of a nun. And now she's thinking, what if it's her personal sin that has kind of brought this evil upon everyone because she can't help but notice that it came from Mr. Hagman first and that was the man that she was looking at. So now she's walking fast. She's feeling extremely afraid and she has this urge to confess, but, you know, she's got to take care of Mr. Hagman. She promised she'd help look for Mary and take care of the kids, but that's what's on her mind right now, that it's her sinful nature and her personal, you know, failures that have brought this downfall upon them.
1: Well, shit. Do you want to lose a point of sanity?
3: <laughs> I mean, it seems appropriate at this point.
1: If you would like to, you could lose a point of sanity. It seems like a lot of pent up Catholic guilt right there. Okay.
3: I know, right? It's like
0: her ovaries, brought Cthulhu. You know.
1: <laughs> All
3: right, we'll bring That's it down to fifty nine.
1: Argue to lose to lose sanity. I know,
0: Quinn's like, no, you don't want this life. You don't want
1: this life. <laughs> it's not a life that is easy. Speaking of. Gregory, um, you've cleaned out your rifle and started the search for Mary. Um, You're joined by Father Noss and Russ Freeman, who each have their own implements. The Jesuit priest is bearing the torch for the three of you, and Russ is holding a pistol. Each of you are probably just exploring around the immediate area, shouting out for Mary, Mary. But you are not really encountering her yet can you um actually to speed this along, make me a skill roll and i'm thinking either survival or spot hidden or uh track would be most appropriate
2: all right i have spot in and survival at 30 so i'm gonna just roll a 30 and say what it's one or the other
1: probably survival would be yeah more likely 30 on the nose so you're looking around and you're encountering just like nothing and then all of a sudden you're seeing like a bunch of mounds in a row in a row just spread out across the prairie and then you kind of put it together that they're the remains of the herd that your that your party was bringing uh west and you're kind of putting it together like the amount of like wanted waste that's there and like what are you, what are your thoughts on all of this he so yeah, Gregory. At first, he he
2: was mostly concerned about keeping out, but now he's seeing just the sheer amount of dead cows around, and I'm, I'm guessing presumably the most since they're mostly intact, they're not you know haven't been eaten you know to the bone bite, whatever it was that tried to attack them. He's just it, it, it like really in, in for, reinforces in his head that uh, this is this is that was no regular animal, that was some kind of demon or something, because you know he. You know, in the last few weeks, he's seen you know dead you know dead animals before, but usually they've been you know picked clean to the bone, or you know most you know, most of the meat already eaten off by predators or whatever. And so now just just to see you know just to, most just to see so so much of it, it's it's really like it's adding to the to the I guess sort of, sort of to the tension that yeah that there's something really bad out there, and his daughter's out there somewhere. He can't he doesn't know where she is.
1: I think this is an appropriate time for you to make a sanity roll. I knew it was coming, but I didn't want it to.
0: What's your character thinking? Everything's fine. All right, cool. No sanity roll. <laughs>
2: 73 out of 43. Uh, okay. Can he lose a D3? Please be a one. Please be a one. Yes, it was a one.
1: Oh, um, that's that's good. I just rolled for Father Nos and Russ as well as they're encountering the herd. And they're probably made of pretty some... Some pretty stern stuff because they both passed. <sighs> Russ, you notice is like kind of taking in the extent of the damage, and you're as you're looking around, looking for Mary. You're realizing that it's getting like a bit lighter. You've been out for a couple hours, just looking and looking, and the sun is coming up, and it's just revealing just more and more of the ca- carnage that has that been well, wrought out. At uh,
2: that point, that Gregory will start going. Even even he, he was going, this is a lot of dead
1: things, my God. Can you make me a listen roll? Okay. What do I have? Oh, yeah. I made a nineteen out of twenty. Excellent. And don't forget to check it. In the distance, somewhere, you hear the sound of. If at first you think it's a horse or a cow or a person, but then you realize it's barking. The dog. The trail sniffer, <laughs> he'll just start immediately booking towards the sound of the barking. As you kind of take off, uh, Russ and Father Noss follow you, and you're kind of like leaping on the bodies of cows, trying to get just to the source just faster and faster. And you don't even realize how tired you are at this point, or how little you've been eating. It's like this adrenaline that just came and gave you your second wind as you have some hope that your daughter might be okay. And at some point, you come across this mangy old mutt. It's covered in blood, and it's kind of like coming towards you, and you realize that it's limping pretty hard at this point. But it's like looking at you and cocking its head, and then it barks, and it barks, and then looks at you.
2: And I'm I'm just, I like, like, look at it, and I'm like, Mary,
1: where's Mary, where's Mary? The dog, like barks at you another time and then just takes off in a westerly direction and stops and then looks behind and you kind of have this feeling that like it's waiting for you. It's like this weird connection and I'm not sure, has Gregory had pets growing up?
2: I think he might, he might've you know been friendly with like, I don't think he really had like a dedicated pet for a while. Like I'd probably say like he would like, be like friendly with a few, like through the stray dogs. They would be like in the cities. So I don't, I think he's familiar with, like, dogs and stuff, but he yeah, yeah, so I'd say, yeah, he sort of has an, I, somewhat of an idea.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty strange thing, like, the sort of, like, interspecies communication that is trying to, like, affect on you, but you just have this feeling that it wants you to follow it. And and after the the night, he's, he's just, he's, honestly, he doesn't really think
2: anything strange right now. He's just going along with whatever is just his instincts.
1: You catch up to the dog and it stops by the body of a cow and it's like kind of like, like pawing up at the cow and like it just like circling the cow and like sits down and looks at you and barks. I
2: like circle the cow and he's like, he's trying to see what, trying to see what's special about this cow.
1: You're looking around and you notice that like kind of underneath it is a leg a human leg. Oh,
2: shit. And then as soon as he sees that, he, he just starts trying to push the cow off. Oh, God.
1: Your, uh, your two um, search mates, uh, Father Noss and Russ Freeman, um, finally catch up and see what you're doing. And the, th- the three of you put your shoulders into it. And you kind of like roll the body of this like small cow away. And then you realize like your daughter is kind of lying in a divot underneath it. And then she look kind of like looks up to you and like her eyes open and then she smiles.
2: <laughs> as soon as he sees that she's he, not dead and crushed underneath the weight of a cow, she, he is just going to pick her up and just go, give her to a big square bear hug.
1: Hey, daddy. <laughs> hey.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just going to start, just sort of start, just got to collapse by the side, just hugging his daughter. Zeke helped me. Good, yeah, it's good dog. He's definitely a keeper.
1: If historical A.P.s with a supernatural flair are your jam, then The Ultimate Evil is just right for you. With inspiration pulled from the Satanic Panic, The Ultimate Evil takes place in the 80s as four young men reunite to discover the mysteries that surround their childhood mentor's death.